When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. And that and that and that and that Everybody else gets a little tight. We mock ourselves. It's the dog days of summer. Mm. The dog day? I think I think I know why they're called the dog days mm. because uh, the summertime is the only time when the Browns are champs. <laughs> it's the dog days of summer. <laughs> Welcome. To what Jin's talking about, the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I am your host, Kyle Crace. Here with me, as always, is Greg Benevent. Hello. If you're, if you're, we're just listening to uh, Stat Geek, and you, you thank you for you come over to listen to us. That's mm-hmm. right, because uh, the behind the steel curtain podcast network comes at you at all hours of the day non-stop even in the dog days in the dog pound days of summer i thought it was interesting that 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 you know because you're totally right about this is the time when the browns are crowned champions and yet that didn't even happen this summer like this no. is the one summer that like man they might struggle to make the august playoffs well for a minute i think after the watson signing there was uh you know people were lombard the, the summer lombardies came out yes but then you know as the uh as the legal cases as, as they, right it's still going and, and and hey and you person listening to this you're ahead of us on that something else may happen by the time you listen to this who knows yeah uh yeah by the time you're listening you may have been assaulted <laughs> by Deshaun right. Watson. Ex- oh. it's not exactly what I meant, but sure. That's unfair. I, uh, I I take none of it back. There you go. Um, it's time to you know. The, the, luckily, in the summer, you know, say less. In all times of the year, say less. Say yes. less is is always a good wisdom. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the summer, some of you, some of yens are actually taking it seriously. The the conversation is light. Um, but, but, but where it is loud, it is, uh, it's still irrelevant. I don't know. Uh, I was going to say deafening, but I realize we're both right. It's deafening and irrelevant. Def- irrelevant, deafening conversation. <laughs> that's, that's right, Myron. I think we got to start because, you know, all things quarterback. Let's start mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the quarterback conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to the tweets. We'll start with. At Blitzburg, Blitzburg, you know, because because everything it's like you know, the QB battle, it, it, but but we forget that uh, that who these people are. And at Blitzburg reminds us, little Trubisky getting baptized. Yeah, uh, Mitch is in church, like the like the you know the good boy that he is. I don't know. I'm not into this good boy image of Mitch Trubisky. Well, he's in church on every day. It seems like, or at least I guess the day that his son is baptized. Well, I mean, I, 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 I imagine that's one of the days you want to make it to church is the day when your child <laughs> is baptized. But also, secondly, I, I I was struck by what you said. This image of Trubisky. I I, I don't know if there is an image of Trubisky. I mean, you and I kind of goof around with and play with the idea of this like very normal very normie very like hey gung-ho i really like football how about you kind of guy but you know the image of mitch nationally is the guy that lost i mean is a guy that you know uh, uh is a loser that didn't make it that didn't have the ability it you know and and so i think uh uh, 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 uh any image of like mitch who just seems like more or less kind of quiet normal dude which he very well may be despite the fact being a world-class athlete he was 
prospect numbers are going overall and his millions of dollars. Uh, might just be, you know, I, I, I don't know if we have an image yet that isn't, uh, you know, confounded by one of those two things. You're, are you buying this goody boy image? I remember everyone said, well, I think it was Josh Allen himself who said, oh, I, he could marry my daughter or something. Yeah. Uh, are you buying into this good boy? Oh, he's at church. He's little HUD getting baptized. Where's uh, where's my mean QB1? Well, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I think mean QB1 went away like years ago with like, you know, more morality clauses and uh, 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 like don't ride a motorcycle to excessive speeds through the city. Like, I think, you know, I, I think that, that in an era, I, I'll tell you what, it's hard. This just hit me and I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. It just hit me how hard it is to be the bad boy quarterback when you have to wear one of those beehive <laughs> like bumper bowling things on your heads. Yeah, that's uh, yeah one of those uh, Martian Manhunter. Not Martian. Who's the Martian from Flintstones? Oh, I, I forget. I, I just remember thinking how much fun it would be like to just like if you were a kid like get like a party and like run at your friends like you both have them hit off each other. Oh. I mean, probably give each other concussions in like the McDonald's playroom or something. But it just seemed like it'd be fun. I, I'd be yeah, I'd be down for a little bit of that little. Uh, little guardian cap uh birthday party right. I mean, it's just, it, it just seems like this is the natural evolution of the american gladiators cat year like well it seems like you know before we even get to camp the battle might be over let's mm -hmm. here's uh you know here's our new here's our our starting defensive end chris warmly on the qb uh situation yeah i think anytime you lose a hall of fame quarterback um what? he's done so much in his career for the city um it's what? gonna be hard to replace but i think mitch is is, is the guy for it um, he has a lot of experience. He's made playoffs twice. He's been a starter for four years. Boom. Mitch is the guy for it. He's been the starter. He's made the playoffs. Did he make the playoffs? They, they did make they the made, playoffs. They made the, the playoffs. I remember watching the game. Remember the guy missed the kick at the last second and the Eagles beat him. Oh, the Eagles. The, yeah. not, not the Nick Foles uh, miraculous year, was it? No, I no. think it was a different year. Okay, but, uh, all right. Yeah. But needless to say, uh, uh, Mitch Maybe. has Mitch has the resume. It, besides being the the, the quote-unquote loser maybe in the national conversation, right. uh, he does have the resume. Absolutely, and it particularly has the resume versus Mason and two rookies. But, I, I mean, I, I was struck by I, – I, maybe this is something that happens in other cities. I'm not sure how much it does, but, like, the back – up and or considering starting defensive end gets questions about who's starting a quarterback well that's all that's all people want to know really i guess <laughs> i mean it just it just seems like so weird like hey you could have all these things you could ask this guy maybe they did ask warmly who knows about cam about you know wishing to it well what they'd like to get a little, a little back what's louder milk looking like how do you look for the season and they're just like so who's the quarterback you person <laughs> who will almost never interact with them in a professional capacity other than being a co-worker He's got to he's got to get after him. So he, he sees it up close. <laughs> yeah, he right. sees the, the he QB sees battle up close. That you can't touch this guy jersey. Um, all right, and we don't have the sound here, but in addition mm -hmm. to warmly endorsing Mitch, we've got Bill Cower on the Jim Miller show mm. of all of all plays. He 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 apologized for bringing up uh, the camp battle of '96 to Jim. He uh, he had to. I'm sorry to bring it up, but and then wow. went into the, the three way camp battle of '96. But uh, Cower says. Uh, Mitch is the man as well. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, two things. One, I, I uh, obviously Coward doesn't work for the team anymore, but I'm sure he still has very good sources with the Steelers who would let him know these things. And two, as someone that voraciously followed this in 1996, I feel like we're hearing more about the 96 training camp battle now than we did then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I remember it well, but mm -hmm. you're right. Yeah. The Jim Miller era of, uh, of all three quarters yes. of, uh, of one of one one game that's mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. um well it's you know it's not all mitch for the taking because some people think that well, let's go to mark Cabali at mark Cabali. i think mason looked the best out of all the qbs he said this on the cook and joe show the uh the so-called fan so <laughs> i'm wondering was it, is that the so-called fan i think it yes is. yes cook and joe uh so i'm wondering if he's if he's just trolling you know you only go on the fan to troll is Cabali is really mason look the best or is, is this just a, a troll tweet well i mean i i i've read tweets from other pittsburgh sports media that have said literally exactly the opposite that mason <laughs> <laughs> the one that's been out of sorts but I, I i think there's a few things for that is that like one uh you know i i i i take them at their word that when they saw mason he did look the best but also like 
if you're at a football game and you're watching a football game and you're following every play, it's you can follow what's going on, but you're going to miss something. Now, there's like 90 to 100 guys <laughs> running drills all over here. Even if the four quarterbacks are right there doing the same thing, I can see it being a little bit hard to tell, okay, well, this guy's looking better than this guy, or maybe you looked in this moment and not another one. So I totally believe that when Carbali saw Mason, he did look better than the other guys. Okay, so you take him at his word. All right, not just trying to stir the pot. Uh, let's get, well, you know, let's, uh, all right, we've seen what we've seen on the field in shorts, but okay. the real answers, of course, come off the field. Let's get to at Blitzburg, Blitzburg, Mason Rudolph with Kenny Chesney. Hmm. He The picture backstage, one-on-one, okay. uh, -on -one, uh, you know, around the shoulders uh so mace is the one backstage at the kenny chesney concert uh, mm -hmm. by by himself in the picture so that tells okay. me that he probably went with uh male friends okay right okay. didn't take a female because if you take a female she's gonna want in the picture with i kenny mean that chesney. makes sense I, I i've never met a, a country superstar but i mean that tracks it so mace is backstage with kenny chesney to get mm -hmm. in the pictures meanwhile way up look way up into the well into the luxury boxes <laughs> And we've got Kenny Pickett uh, at the concert as well with Chris Oladokun. Okay. So the two rookies are way up in the luxury box watching the Kenny Chesney concert from the 300 levels. Meanwhile, Mace is backstage with the man himself. Uh, so that tells me a little bit about the pecking order. Uh, well, I mean, it, it also tells me the different ways that a couple things is one. I, I think I, I forget if I showed you the picture of Mason and Kenny or you showed it to me, but you, it's easy to forget just how big Mason Rudolph is. Oh, he's yeah. not Roethlisberger, but like the idea that he's this short guy is preposterous. He's a big dude. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, Mace, he's uh, he's always uh, we're always trying to get eight pounds in a five pound bag. Yeah, he's got eight pounds of bag in the five pound man. Is that is that right? Something like that. I, I, I mean, I, th I, I I forget where that is in the AMA, but it's definitely in there. It, um, but also too, I, I was struck by the two different ways that people, what it says about their personalities in terms of how you enjoy a concert. I mean, backstage is very much like, yeah, we're a part of this. I am in it. This means a lot to me. I'm doing it. Whereas if you're in the luxury box, you're yep. eating, you're watching, you can check your phone, you can have a conversation. Oh, with yeah. the person next to you. Perhaps there's a television over there. The food will be brought to you. I mean, I'm sure you can get food backstage, too. But you know what I mean. Posing like, for selfies, which mm. we saw a lot of selfies in the luxury box there. Certainly. With the couples. I don't know. Uh, we, we've seen, look, you know, Kenny is, uh, he he likes to pose with his uh, with his special lady mm -hmm. all the time. But for the first time, I, at least for me, I saw Chris Oladokun's significant other there. Okay. And let's just say that uh, if you thought that there's a, a battle in the QB room, the, the, the spouse section of the of the Steeler of Heinz Field is uh, let's just say there's some dimes up in there. Okay, well, I mean, it, 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 and again, I, it, it's interesting you say that because I'm struck by again about how easy it is to look that. Oh, it's just the seventh round draft pick. Well, not everyone thinks that way. That's you know, it's, yeah, yeah. You, well, it's a seventh round draft pick. Is it's it's one of those that that's still something to be fought for your entire life for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, not uh, not Ms. Instagram model there. That's uh, it's a number one draft pick in her heart and. And we'll see if he doesn't make the 53. We'll uh, see. Right, exactly. Yeah. Is she going to be there for any bounces onto like the practice squad of the Falcons? That's like, yeah. mean. I don't I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I take that back. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh let uh all right. Only only other way we can measure the this QB battle right now is okay. by we we you know we got a team soundbite from the Steelers themselves. They question all the rookies on their favorite foods. Mm -hmm. And uh here here's here's Kenny. Favorite food. Buffalo chicken quesadilla. What? Buffalo chicken? Is he a kindergartner? Uh, Buffalo chicken quesadilla? I, I'm, I'm glad you highlighted this. Can you can you explain to me what exactly that is? Like, I know buffalo chicken, and I know quesadillas, but I'm struggling to understand how they come together. This is, you know, this is, uh, this is, we take, and this is, all Yinzers do this well. You know, we okay. take we take foods from other ethnicities, uh -huh. and then we, I don't know, uh, what do you call it, like, whiten it, whiten it, it up? It's the melting pot of America, yeah. So, yeah, you know, you got your quesadilla, which okay. is traditionally just, you know, maybe three types of cheese on a tortilla. Sure. Heated until it's melted, and, you know, you can add chicken to it. It. You go to Taco Bell, get the chicken quesadilla. For, okay. If you're, if you're willing to spend seven bucks on a, wow. you know, uh, oh yeah, that's their pricey menu item. Oh geez. So I imagine that they're taking the chicken breasts uh, before uh -huh. it goes into the quesadilla and putting some red hot. So I bet, I'm, I'm guessing three ingredients. You got chicken, you got cheese, you got red hot, you got tortilla. Okay. 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 That, huh? I mean, that, 
Yeah, that, that that does sound something that like you bring to the party after the kids are done in the pool. Yeah, I mean your favorite like chicken case chick like buffalo chicken quesadilla. That sounds like a good appetizer. Maybe if I'm at you know Buffalo Wild Wings or something, right. maybe I get that for an app. But your all time favorite food, I yeah. you know I don't want to bench someone just on that. You know Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I'm sure he's feeding HUD probably already eating halupki. That probably you know he just got his first baptism. And he's probably already eating halupki. I I, I I don't know what halupki is either. You you a Pittsburgher doesn't eat their halupkis. Well, I grew up in the suburbs. So I was only in the north side till the first grade. My parents moved me up to North Allegheny. But okay, what 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 is halupki? My now? real patch hunkies, they know the halupki. Okay, it's, it's, uh, what's it's, a patch? Okay, ha, okay, patch hunky. I know patch right. hunky. You know we yeah. eat our halupki. We eat okay. our masnitsa. Okay, you know all the all the great foods from Poland and you Hungary. You could be making and... up words now at this point, and I would totally <laughs> roll with this. But okay, I mean it, it just. But I mean but, okay, so it, but it does speak to the point that you would assume someone like Trubisky would be like okay, some kind of incredible steak or yeah. or ribs or something with like oh, a lot yeah. of protein something that like something that also implies as you were kind of explaining to me the buffalo chicken quesadilla that implies like this was well prepared yeah like this comes from an ornate recipe is designed by a professional or your spouse or partner who's worked very hard in it where it sounds like buffalo chicken quesadilla you could kind of stumble your way into making one that's good with like just buying stuff at the supermarket basically if you have to ask for the kids menu at cheesecake factory to order it i think that it's you know <laughs> That's true. If there's an implication that this comes with some kind of bib that maybe goes down to your breasts, then yeah, okay. you know, I mean, and, and and Kenny should have known better because we've already we've already traveled over this material earlier in the off season. You know, Mike Tomlin eat chicken wings, there you right? Go. Chicken wings <laughs> would have been the answer. All right, but I'm not just gonna. I'm, I can't just. Uh, I, I I'm not just gonna give Kenny the business on this. Let, okay, because the whole rookie class has some. Uh, they they need to just grow up their palate a little bit here. Okay, well they are mostly almost teenagers. Okay, okay. well let's hear. Here's uh, here's George Pickens. Favorite food probably pasta. Pasta, pasta, George Pickett, pasta. Okay, but again, that's something that can be cooked, not something that we zapped in the microwave necessarily. Your favorite food is like, I, you know, it's like pasta. pasta. Here's the your thing, favorite. I, it's like what your favorite food at school lunch, maybe. Is okay, like, no, I, I, I could, see, I totally see where you're coming from. Um, this is one of the ones we're going to say, a real devil's advocate kind of thing, is that like I saw that video of George Pickens where like he, he tells the one guy like you know he, he beats the guy for the touchdown and it says something like be a be a fan, get popcorn. And when you see that, he's wearing <laughs> the midriff thing, showing like abs that I didn't know you could have. And so I'm thinking like maybe the guy with that kind of abs like. Pasta is like a big deal. I like okay. to have those kinds of carbs. Like, wow, this is a great day. Ooh, I'm gonna have these like pasta. You know, <laughs> like it's like a child like real celebration kind of thing. I'm spitball. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he burns those pasta off by like you know noon, which is entirely possible with the man's athleticism. But I'm just saying, it could be pasta is like like the way you would celebrate. We can't speculate and recollate. Yeah, good, good call. Can't speculate on what the pasta. Uh, you know, here's here's a guy I can respect. Here's uh, here's Leal. You know, being on the diet just changes. But I'm a little pizza. Pizza, boom. <laughs> pizza, easy. That's easy. Pizza, right. everyone. And he even qualifies it with the diet comment. Like it's not just like I'm out there every day eating pizza. Like eh, it's different on a diet, but pizza. I'm a human being. You can talk to. All right, I think we got Cam Hayward here now. Let's see. Favorite food: barbecue chicken pizza. Now barbecue chicken pizza. Okay, first is this Cam or Connor? Oh, I'm sorry, Connor. Okay, because there's a difference. Just a difference in a decade yeah. about who's eating barbecue chicken pizza. <laughs> So Connor's favorite uh -huh. food is barbecue chicken pizza. Now okay. that's I'm thinking California Pizza Kitchen. That's bar when I think of barbecue chicken pizza. Well, I thought of the one from Lean Cuisine, but thank God oh. he's not eating that. <laughs> so yeah, so he's not eating that mercifully. And, um, it, um, you know, so I, I, you know, I give Leal credit for pizza, but I'm I'm taking points away to Connor for barbecue chicken pizza. I don't know why. Well, I just think it's it's again it, it, it's different. I mean, but the the key to all this lies in what Leal's in Leal's qualifier, which is diet, which is the diet of Connor and Leal is going to be dramatically different <laughs> than the one for Kenny and George Pickens. So it's so, you know, I could see Connor being like, OK, we have to get a lot of carbs, a lot of fat and a lot of protein. How can we do that? Put all of this on a pizza. <laughs> and, um, all right. Well, let's get to Kenny. Uh, not Kenny. Let's get to um, Chris Oladokun's. OK. Favorite food is definitely chicken Alfredo, but it has to be made by my mom. Has to. She makes the best chicken Alfredo. 
All right, so you know, okay. it's it, it, it's kind of along the same lines as George with pasta, but yeah. not just pasta. It's chicken Alfredo, very specific. Okay, and then it's his mom's chicken. Now we know how he's landing these Instagram models because he's up there talking about his mom all the time. Ladies love when you love your mom. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's and also too, I mean, just from like a, a culinary aspect of it, it's like okay, it has to be done by my mom, as if you know the implication being like, please don't think I go to the Olive Garden. <laughs> like it. I well, okay. So, you know, uh, uh, there we go. We, we Who did we know? Oh, we didn't hear from Austin. For some reason, they didn't ask the little guy what he eats. Yeah, we didn't hear from Austin. We didn't hear from my my favorite rookie, the uh, the linebacker, uh, Robinson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. We didn't hear from the two of them. Because he's, he's probably still eating uh, ramens or something. He's right. probably like, well, uh, you know, ramens is my favorite. Maybe some, uh, I'll put some hot sauce on ramens. Right, right, right. You know, they got, yeah, they got a deal on baked chips at the 7-Eleven. Like, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I probably, I still go to the old Miss cafeteria, my favorite food. <laughs> We kid, we kid. Let's move yes. on. We spent 20 minutes talking about <laughs> quarterbacks in June. Okay. Let's get to the real Go news cuz uh Juju gave his final goodbye, you know, and uh and it was uh bittersweet, I guess. Okay. It was also a, a big success, I think. I um it. let's get to the tweets. We'll start with at Brian Batco, Brian Batco. Mm -hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster is back in town at a going-away event in the Strip. He told me everything happened so fast after leaving the Steelers and signing with KC. He never got a chance to really say goodbye. He's signing everything, taking photos, even making TikToks with fans. Um, according to Juju, he was expecting 100 people to show up and 400 people Aww, showed that's up. Great. So, uh, you know, not every player who leaves, even on the best of terms, does this kind of going-away party. Oh, yeah. Right? Juju was always fun. He was a good guy. He played hard. He played tough. He genuinely loved being part of the city. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, there were people always like, yeah, Juju's disingenuous and all that. Okay, maybe on some level, in some case, he was, but he always really enjoyed it. And he always really enjoyed the fans, and they gave that back to him. It's, uh, you know, it's, and again, it's not, he walked, it's that they didn't want him. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing we, it became very clear over the course of this past winter and the spring was that they didn't want Juju. So this is, uh, you know, bittersweet for everybody. And, you know, even some teammates <laughs> came to say goodbye. We've got the uh, sighting from at Illicit Banks, Jolene. Mason Rudolph popped into Juju's event right when we got here, LMAO. I don't know why that's funny, but Mace is making all the rounds. He's, he's hanging out with Kenny Chesney, making sure he says uh, bye to Juju. Uh, we know the kind of guy Juju was in the locker room. You know, the fact that Mace uh, showed up to be buddy-buddy is, uh, you know, are we learning more about the kind of guy Mace in the locker room is? Well, I think I think so, just because it's it's it had to have—we've been touching this from time to time— but it just maybe it's coming out more now as we see more of Mason's personality. It must have been weird working under Roethlisberger. I mean, just think yeah. about it. just, you know, how I mean, it's oh, it cast a shadow. No, really. He literally cast a shadow over everything that you could do. So I could see, you know, being like, OK, let's literally spread. Work. Sure, I'll go see Kenny Chesney. I'll go see Juju. <laughs> let's enjoy this. Just take a deep breath. Just relax. Like Ben's not right there. Yeah. Like, Everything hurts. Yeah, everything. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> everything hurts. We're talking about you. I know. Um, the uh, the the. All right. There's also. I don't. I don't even know if this is a bad take or not. But uh, at Blitzburg, Blitzburg. Not a bad PR move by Juju to say goodbye today in Pittsburgh. Again, you know, a lot of these, a lot of fans think that every move is some kind of calculation or some kind of, you know, this wasn't a PR move at all. This was legitimately uh, someone who. Wanted a chance to say say hi bye to the fans one more time, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it's also you can compare it to I think how many other the Steelers have lost free agents before. There, there are players that they couldn't sign that you know that were fan favorites that did very well. Uh, how many of them came back and threw a party for four hundred people and made TikToks with them? Yeah, I mean that's not to say Juju's the most beloved Stealer of all time. Do I left? That's absurd. But I certainly take him at his word that he wanted to do this. Sure, did you, I mean it, yeah. There was no, you know, the, uh, I don't remember the AB going away party. I don't remember the... No. I mean, Because AB wouldn't have shown up. Yeah, even a Deebo you know, Deeb party. I guess, you know, th th these guys didn't end their careers in Pittsburgh. Huh? You know, who's someone Debo's more... Deebo was a little older, too, when he <laughs> left. I mean, the, the Deebo party was just people glowering at each other. It or Troy, like... you know, Detroit, or who's someone who, who left the team for free agency? Um... I, can't even. I, would, I know it's part of what I could tell it'd be like Hardy Nickerson well that's not exactly analogous uh, neither is Woodson 
Um, Chad Brown again, different era. At uh, no, I mean no, you know nobody. Woodley, nobody. Mm-hmm. There was I mean, no again. He'd fallen off by that point, and it was and people were sort of down on him at. Uh, Bet, even like a Bettis retirement party. Nothing that like was the this. Super Bowl. I yeah. mean, that was, you know, at, uh, so yeah, not that Chris Hope. I mean, it's, nothing. it's, right. So it's, it's, yeah. So that makes it a truly unique thing. This is a one for one. This is mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, mint it as your NFT because <laughs> this is, uh, this may never happen again. Yep. I, and one little piece of news, maybe out of, out of this, uh, we'll go back to at Brian Batco. Juju said, I hope one Steeler gets paid out of the Steelers. I hope it's Deontay. Okay. So, I mean, he was in the locker room with both Chase and Deontay, so he knows a little bit about both those guys. I mean, mm-hmm. his endorsement of Deontay uh, should should it hold any weight over the over what what we think as fans? Well, I mean, I I I don't know. I mean, it just I, I think it's it's more than anything. I mean, sure, Juju was in there every day. I, I I don't know if there was anyone necessarily on the fence being like ah, looking at Deontay's numbers and looking at Chase's numbers and being like, mm, I need a third party to make their endorsement here. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, it, it certainly makes sense. I and it's no stretch of my imagination that again is if you are a person, if you are a worker and at your place of employment and you have a colleague like Deontay and a colleague like Chase, you might gravitate more towards the one like Deontay a bit more, too. Okay. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm not down on Chase. He could have a very great bounce-back season, and we could flip this conversation a year from now. But uh, that's sort of, that's all I got out of uh, Juju's uh, conversation. Here. All right, well, coming up in the second half, we'll talk a little bit more, because, you know, Chase has the, he might have the ultimate uh, dorm room already set up oh, for camp. Wow. So we'll get into yeah. that in the second half. We'll also get into some 53-man roster predictions. <laughs> They're already coming out, and they, and people are already misguided on this. Just uh, look at history, fans. And oh, and we got to talk pickleball. We got to talk. Oh, <laughs> we got to North Park. Uh, all right, we'll be back in a bit. Enjoy our sponsors. second half of what Jin's talking about. I'm Howard Cosell. I was wondering about this voice. I I can't even do a Cosell. Uh, It's it's TikTok McLaughlin from Seabiscuit. I don't know. That was was my first thought. Yeah, yeah, whatever that accent was called that no one ever really had back in the day. (laughs) Right, right. uh, All right, we promised we would talk about 53-man roster predictions. They're here. Uh, Get used to it. Yeah, there are still kids having their last week of school, and we're doing 53-man <laughs> roster predictions. Well, we've had OTAs. Right. We've had mandatory minicamp. No, you're right. So, you know, uh, you know, we've seen all there is to be seen, right? Okay. It's now it's just to... To pay them and play the games. <laughs> we had um, we had two. Well, we had a couple. Uh, we had, there were a couple going around this week. But I, I, let's focus on two main roster predictions. We've got Sports Illustrated, and we've got our own uh, behind the steel curtain fifty-three uh, man roster prediction by both Jeff and Dave Schofield. We've, so we've got two on the BTS side, okay. and we've got Sports Illustrated. Let's start with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, four guys in the room now. Sports Illustrated is only putting two on the 53-man roster, Mitch and Kenny. Okay. Uh, both both uh, BTSC roster predictions have Mace as well. Um, you know, some people are saying, well, Mace is going to be gone by the time week one rolls around. What says you? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's easier to be a little more conservative about this kind of thing earlier in the summer, but I'm leaning towards the BTSC thing just because, I mean, obviously with the caveat that things can change over Omar Khan and all that, you know, uh, Colbert believed very strongly in the idea of having three quarterbacks active on game day and two of them just stand over there. I, I don't <laughs> think that's going to change just because... You know, I think they were all traumatized by uh, 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 some of those injuries in the games when quarterbacks would get hurt and all that. So, yeah, I imagine there'll be three guys. And as of right now, I believe it'll be Mason as the third. Um, has there ever been, I you know, I should have maybe done the homework, ever been a time where there were just 
two quarterbacks on the main 53, you know, just Ben and someone else. I don't think that there's I ever. I don't think there. No, I think under Colbert, it was always three. I, the only thing I was trying to think about, and I guess it was Paxton Lynch, was that game, you know, where against the Ravens, where Mason gets his collarbone broken or whatever by Earl Thomas and the beginning of Doc. Yeah. And I was trying to think who was the third that day, but it almost certainly was Paxton Lynch. But he wasn't probably active, right? I bet he was. He was. You think he I'm, was? I'm almost certain he was because it would have been the same thing. It's just Doc was backing him up. Um, it, I, I can't see any. I just can't see uh, a scenario where the three are Mitch, Kenny, and Chris Oladokun. Well, we can't see. Here's the thing. What's so hard about these rosters now is that we haven't seen any of these guys. Yeah. The, yeah. the only possibility for us to be like, well, I see it, is like in, you know, after the second preseason game, if like Oladokun goes out there, however you say it, and throws like three touchdowns and Mace looks rough, then we'd be like, okay, maybe we can see it. But as of now, what we've seen of Oladokun is in the, the press box at the country yeah. music concert. That's what we've seen. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> And wearing the, where's that headband? He's he's he's, he's he, a headband guy. Yeah, okay. he doesn't go for the hats. He wears the headband. Oh, okay. All right, let's I move on to some folks. <laughs> let's move on to wide receiver. Okay. Um, you know, Steelers a lot uh, historically usually keep five wide receivers on the fifty-three. Okay. A lot of people seem to think this is the year we go six. Oh. Uh, SI has DJ Chase, George Pickens, Austin. Uh, Austin the third, mm-hmm. Gunner Gazuntite, and Anthony Miller uh, as the uh-huh. sixth. Now behind the steel curtain also has six, but instead of Anthony Miller, they're going uh, Miles Boykin. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it, it, I, you know, I, I, how many? I guess the thing about the being the six for the wide receivers is how many roster spots does Danny Smith get? Because you know he because he gets guys too, which is how Benny Snell has made the team for a million years, and some of the other guys that seem like busts but have come on as special teamers. So, I, I if I so if they keep six, that doesn't mean they necessarily keep six wide receivers. It means they've kept five wide receivers and someone like Gunner who's going to be there to play special teams the most. I mean, I do think you know I am in no way qualified to speak about the uh, Boykin versus Miller, but I do think that behind the steel curtain guys have identified that's where the competition is. The other guys are givens. That's where I think you're you're going to see fighting it out. Well, I see. I might I might take it a different uh, direction Please. than because I see Boykin as the Danny Smith guy. I don't oh, okay. I don't see him as getting on the field as a wideout. I think he is your your special teams guy. Okay. And if we keep Gunner mm. as the return specialist, yeah, then I see a hard time. Tell me, am I am I crazy? Oh. Austin the third making this fifty three, even though he's a fourth round pick. Uh, how, what, what rookie fourth rounder have we seen, uh, you know, contribute uh, the rookie year? Yeah, Martavis Bryant, eventually. I mean, it took him seven, I think it's right, six, it took six half or seven the season. It took half the season. To be activated, you know? Yes. It, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, but again, I, I can't speak to what any of these guys are going to look at. It's no stretch of my imagination to halfway through the preseason that, uh, you know, Austin blazes past people while Boykin looks like slow and large. It, uh, so I can't speak to any of this right now. I mean, that doesn't sound impossible, but it also sounds like, wow, Boykin would really have to do something. And Boykin and or Miller to knock a fourth rounder out of, you know, making the team, especially because that's where you start to get high enough that like as goofy a conversation as it is, but like, oh, they could steal a guy from the practice squad. Well, a fourth rounder, they really could. I mean, that's the, that's where you're high enough that that kind of thing can't happen. Let's look, you know, just look at some semi-recent history. You know, Sammy Coates was a third rounder. Yes. I believe, you know, wasn't uh, made the 53, but wasn't activated, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, even Emmanuel Sanders and AB that season they were dra- okay so Manny they both made the 53 right Manny was activated week 1 mm-hmm. but then was not week 2 when AB that AB came in week 2 activated and that's when he had his you know punt return for the oh, touchdown yeah. first touch ever in his career mm-hmm. so we're, uh, i just look at the wide out room you already okay so it's DJ and Chase yes mm-hmm. um now Pickens is a rookie. You're saying automatically Pickens is going to jump into that number three uh, role right away. I, you know, I look at him and say if it's taken all of our other wide receivers six or seven weeks to get activated their rookie mm-hmm. season, how is Pickens going to be any different than that? And let alone Austin. 
Well, I mean, I, I, what I can't speak to about the, uh, it's certainly a, a possibility, what I can't speak to is what the rest of those wide receiver rooms were with uh, when Sanders came in, when Coates came in, when AB came in, just because I don't know, is there a third wide receiver that could knock off Pickens even at uh, his, you know, youthful part? I don't think Boykin or Miller can beat him out for that this early. It, uh, I think that, I think Pickens gets it by default here just off of being more talented than all those other people. I just if is talent, um, you know, does does talent always compensate for know how? You know, I wonder if Anthony Miller has an advantage just from knowing pro playbooks, knowing the Steelers hey, playbook. Well could be. I mean, it's just you know, if he could, yeah, it just it, it, and that's entirely possible. It just man, I how much did Miller play last year though? I mean, that's I, the one thing I do think about Miller is intriguing is I, I I think it does mean something to the Steelers. He probably does have some bit of chemistry with Mitch. That's yeah. why I kind of yeah. could see him sticking around. I, I mean, if they end up cutting Boykin at the end of camp, that wouldn't be the biggest surprise to me either. But well, uh, and, and you also have Cody White there, whose dad is a is a player now in the front office. Right. So right. I don't know if what that role. I don't know what that dynamic plays. That but, is that is a new one. Yes. All right. Um, let's move on to offensive line. Uh, everyone seems to be in unison on this, except yeah. me. I'll, I'll tell you that. But uh, SI and both of our behind the steel curtain. Uh, Roster predictions have Dan Moore Jr., okay. Chooks, mm-hmm. uh, our new uh, our our new acquisitions, Daniels and Cole, mm-hmm. Kevin Dotson. Yeah, that's our starting five, and you got Kendrick Green, mm-hmm. uh, and our our backup tackle, uh, Hag Joe Hag is still in there, mm. and then you've got Leglue, okay, who made a run at the end of the season, and Hassenhauer yes. to the backup center. So that's nine offensive linemen. But what I don't see on here. Is another tackle. I see three tackles. Okay. It, uh, just, I mean, I, whenever there's, you know, one of these things doesn't work out mathematically, I always can just hear Tomlin saying position flexibility. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this, this does seem to be like these are the guys they assembled. It, you know, I, I, I always get a little, yeah, I mean, but Hag has experience. It, um, I don't know. This just seems like they have this, like now they can stir this around into some kind of stew. <laughs> this is an O-line stew, if anything. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not one to make predictions, but I do think that there's going to be a fourth tackle in on the roster somewhere. Okay. So I don't know if that, you know, we take ten offensive linemen instead of nine, but with the number of players that know center, mm-hmm. I would say that someone like J.C. Hassenauer, who was struggling to get reps with B.J. Finney in the right. in the room, you know, I would think that Hassenauer is probably you know looking on the outside, looking in more than the rest of those guys. It could be, and, and, and you know, and the big thing hanging over all of this is isn't there like twenty ten to twenty million dollars just hanging out there to you know solve any potential issues that uh, could arise? And, well, yeah, uh, that's the Joe Hayden fund, right? I hope. Yeah, that's- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe Hayden, or to go find someone that's actually played defensive line as a starter in the NFL. It, uh, yeah, something like that. Well, but, defensive line would uh, mm-hmm. briefly, you know, SI has us keeping seven, mm-hmm. including Henry Mondo, and mm-hmm. then behind the steel curtain has the other six, which is of course uh, Cam, mm-hmm. uh, Tyson, Montrevious Adams, Wormley, Loudermilk, and our rookie Leal. Leal, yeah. At the, I mean, it's. Yeah, that's that seems what it's like. I mean, uh, you know, like I, I certainly wouldn't be averse to them adding somebody, but uh, yeah, I mean that that makes sense. But isn't Mondo another one of those special teams guys? I mean, he can come in for a little bit and play, and he also he's big special teams dude as well. I I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him uh, make the team. At uh, okay, all right, let's uh, let's go to outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sports Illustrated has the three. We got TJ. Uh, Highsmith and Jannard Avery. Mm-hmm. The, Sports Illustrated is snubbing Tuska and Tuzar for an outside signing mm-hmm. at outside linebacker. Meanwhile, uh, behind the steel curtain, Dave Schofield is going with Tuska, whereas Jeff uh, is going with Tuska and Tuzar. He's keeping five outside linebackers. Uh, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them keep Tuska. I don't know. Tazar seems a little more surprising to me, but only because he hasn't been around in a minute. But yeah, I mean, it's the outside signings. I can see them signing an offensive lineman and or a defensive lineman and or an outside linebacker and or, an, uh, you know, a backup running back. I mean, they've got enough money that they could plug a couple holes should the holes widen. Um, Let's go to inside linebacker because okay. this is this is a crowded room. Yeah. Um. SI has us going Miles Jack, Bush, Spillane, 
Buddy Johnson mm-hmm. and Marcus Allen, which mm-hmm. I think is a uh, Danny. I think Marcus is a Danny Smith guy. I mean, I, that is one of the more intriguing, you know, battles: Robinson versus Buddy. I, I, I do think Robinson is a practice squad kind of guy. If you like him, I mean, unless he really impresses you, I can see him making the practice squad. Yeah, but, the guy who could also come in amazing. But I mean, that point isn't the practice squad almost invented for guys like this? You know, a guy yeah. that switch positions that clearly has you know a lot of want to. A lot of some athletic ability probably a smart guy that we know works hard you know yeah i'm not worried about robinson making the roster i'm not worried about him getting stolen off the roster or right anything. right but you know what about buddy uh buddy johnson i don't you know i don't think he logged a defensive snap right last see year. that that's why this is this is what we're talking about big training camp opportunity but there's a place for buddy if he comes out and really shows he can do it, this is there. There is a home for Buddy here. And no one's mentioned on this list uh, UG three, who is a, a Danny Smith favorite. Right. It, it's yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, Danny Smith gets some favorites. I don't know if he gets all the favorites. I don't know how that works. <laughs> at, um, in terms of yeah, it's, especially he's he, we're keeping Derek Watt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Miles Mo- Boykin now. Uh, right. Yeah. It's uh, Marcus now, see, Allen. Now that's an interesting <laughs> fight. Is it Miles Boykin versus UG three? Or like you know that to me is an interesting battle. Or UG three, or is this, or is this UG three versus Marcus Allen? Like that, Maybe, you know. Yeah. Right, um, uh, we don't. We don't. Uh, there's not enough coverage on special team reps during. Yeah, camp. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, what are you doing watching the quarterbacks? Uh, <laughs> um, and, and then uh, finally, uh, uh, cornerback uh, Sports Illustrated is going with. Cam Sutton, uh, Witherspoon, Wallace, Arthur Molette, and Justin Lane, mm. uh, who d- didn't log many snaps at all. I was going to say, I think, he was, I think he was also one of those Danny Smith uh, superheroes there. Now, yeah. behind the steel curtain, Dave Schofield is going with uh, James Pierre instead of Justin Lane. So, you know... Uh, <sighs> I you know I definitely see four. I see Cam Sutton, Witherspoon, right. Wallace, Molette. You know, is the fifth guy could it be a Joe Hayden? Uh, I mean, it's I it's. It, yeah, didn't he already? I mean, yeah. I mean, no. Hayden would be great if you get him back or something. But uh, but Hayden's obviously not playing any special teams. But it um again, I think this. You know, as we go through this, we you identify exactly who's battling for that special team spot. I think the top four of this is um you know etched in stone. But then it's interesting, Dave, having Pierre instead of Lane. Can can you teach Pierre? to become a special teams guy it seems like that would have been a route up for a guy like him i mean i don't know it, he didn't uh, play a lot of special teams he did didn't he? i don't think i mean i i don't have those numbers in front of me thankfully but uh i'd be surprised if he had he just had that you know he had that early game winning breakup like week yes. two or something that was kind of yeah the, against yeah it was the broncos right when that the it? broncos so like yeah week three and, he, or and he got burned by jamar chase which we were all very angry about at the time and then that happened the rest of the season <laughs> yeah, to like pro bowlers yeah. and that looked very different in retrospect all right, so a couple, a couple battles, a couple. We'll see where these fifty-three man predictions go. Uh, yes. Again, uh, you know, oftentimes someone not even on the ninety man come June. Well, is especially on the, with yeah. that twenty million dollar that big that adds that adds a lot of question marks to all this. This is a very different conversation, maybe coming later on. All right. Well, let's. Why don't we put five minutes on the clock or something okay. like that, and let's get to the speed round here. Let's start with. Um, let's start with. At Vintage Steelers, Vintage okay. Steelers, uh, June thirteenth. So that was uh, two days ago or three days ago at this point. Mm. Uh, is the anniversary of the death of the most important person in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chuck Knoll. Let's celebrate the late great head coach with a week of remembrance. Um, I wanna when I, you know, the what we the more we learn about Chuck Knoll, uh, I wonder is he the same type of is he in the same level of coach. Of, of the greats today, because I think of the greats today, you know, quote unquote, players coaches. Chuck Knoll was certainly not a players coach at all. Uh, no, but I, I, I think what the definition of what that is as a players coach changed so dramatically. I mean, obviously, I wasn't around at the time, but it is entirely possible that Chuck was more of what we would think of a natural players coach today just in terms of like almost like as you go by uh, uh the rate of inflation you know what i mean like it's it's like it, it today like would he be looked at as a player's coach today no but then maybe a little bit just in terms of how you know different and oh, i don't know harsher is not the word but just i think there's so. more of a distance between the coach and the player then then uh, maybe he was uh i think harsh is a fair word you know okay. I looked, when we look back at that bradshaw 
uh, comedy special thing right, that he did. did. Watch that, yeah. And that wasn't, you know, that didn't put uh, Noel in the best light. Now I know, you know, he couldn't, he can't defend himself, but. Um, you know, I just I think about how players really feared him, and you. When I think of you know, like Tunch and Wolf, they talked about the fear players had of uh, of Noel, and I just kind of wonder like if that if that is the move. You know, these are grown men. I, you know, it's like I, I don't know. You know, well, also too. The, I mean, Tunch and Wolf also come along like they're not there in '72. I mean, yeah. they come along. You know, it's I, I think it's something else to be feared by, and it certainly makes all the sense in the world that they were to fear. Noel and all that by the time they'd established the greatest dynasty the sport had ever seen and almost entirely through his hand prints I mean I, I can see being afraid of that it's something and and, and maybe I, see I wonder if it just hit me now talking about this if so much like the harshness of Noel is that he almost had to do that because every story you hear about the Steelers it was just this very lackadaisical hey you know the chief would draft his buddies and trade for them to <laughs> hang out and they'd smoke cigars you know somewhere on the south side and then they'd go play football occasionally like if so much of Noel's, you know, persona, particularly on there, was just just a reaction to that. You're exactly right. Oh, OK. Like, you say so, coach. All I right. Mean, it's just you a know. thought. Like, All right. OK. Well, um, I, you know, I don't want to. Hey, no, I don't want to be the one to uh, try to revisionist history. Oh, no, a no, great no, no. One. no. But it's a, but it's a great conversation in terms of like what exactly because it's something you and I have touched on here before. What exactly is a player's coach and how is it seen as different thing? It also just, you know, I, I, you've mentioned it yourself, how different the athletes are. It's one thing to be like, oh, I'm not going to be a player's coach when that player has to go work a second job. Yeah. <laughs> In the off season, okay, we'll try just keep cracking away a whip with a guy that's already made thirty million dollars from endorsements. You're not going to keep being mean to that dude. He'll just quit. Um, let's go on. Uh, let's uh, let's let's go back to at Brian Batco appearing for the third time in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Claypool said today he's very excited for Saint Vincent training camp experience. He'll be in a quad door room dorm room with fellow wideouts Miles. Boykin, Gunner Gazuntite, and Cody White, whom he called the goat. Uh, is this the party the party room at St. Vincent? I think this might be. It, it might be the party room, but it's also entirely possible it's like the play Madden 10 hours a day room, too. Like, And also, like, look, I mean, I've never been on a sports team. I've never been an athlete or anything kind of thing. But, like, I personally would I would take it a little bit personally and feel like I was being condescended to if a guy who's guaranteed a job and making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, and I'm just barely getting by, calls me the goat. <laughs> Why is it? What makes Cody White the goat? I, there was no clarification what that meant. I mean, I don't, I don't either. That's my, my first thought was mad. Like maybe Cody oh. White's just so awesome. But uh, Cody White could be a real cool guy. I mean, he could be somebody that's fun and cool to talk to. And I don't know. I've never heard an interview with Cody White, and I doubt you have either. He's probably maybe he's a real cool dude. I don't know. You're right though. Chase is definitely picking up the tab when they order pizza for right, that room. Right, right, right. It's, it's, who's got it? The goat. I'm not. I might not make his team. I ain't buying none of this. What? Keep calling me the goat. Like. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get to the biggest news of the week. Mm-hmm. At Ravioli Wizard, Nat, mm-hmm. my mom whooped some Steelers in pickleball today. LOL. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was Meg. Uh, she she walked up to the pickleball court and saw Minka, TJ, and Alex. Had no idea who they were, mm-hmm. and rolled in there. And her and Minka uh, apparently whooped up on TJ and Alex. I, I love this story. I mean, and not just because it's one of my favorite places on earth, North Park, where I used to go every day after school for a while. I would walk with my dad, and we'd put on you know the radio, and we'd talk about the Steelers and all that. That, uh, but yeah, I've run past those courts a million times. In fact, I'm going to when I go back in a month, I'm going to make sure to run through North Park. No, I mean this is. You know, a, a modern day story. And it's something about in our it's so funny about in our social media, hyper connected digital age that, you know, you could walk up to a place and have no idea that three multimillionaires are just there and just like hang out for a while and be like, well, that was fun. Goodbye. Why? Where are the critics that are like, oh, TJ could have hurt himself playing pickleball. Like, you know, like we saw the critics for Juju over Milk Crate. Where are the pickleball critics? <laughs> you know what I bet that is? I bet those didn't appear because they all saw the picture with that little old lady. Like if. <laughs> If it had been like some 16, even like a 16 year old guy that was on like the track team, you know what I mean? Or like even like a girl that was like uh, uh, on the swim team, then it'd be like, well, this could get out. But they saw that little old lady and even people would be like, oh, they shouldn't have lives. Couldn't come out with that then. Like and she wasn't just some little old lady. She they they won. Minka and Meg won. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This lady managed to beat them at that. At whatever this thing is. Yeah. I do. I need to worry about offseason conditioning. Uh, TJ Watt reigning defensive player of the year. Is he? 
is he uh, is he t- is he you know is it sophomore slump here? Is he taking a senioritis? What's well, going here's on? the thing. I mean, it just hit me now. Like I've never played pickleball. I saw a bit of the video, and it sort of seemed like ah, it's like ping pong if you didn't have a table. I sort of got that, and it's but I could also see like okay, again, I'm never going to be in the position of being the defensive player of the year. But there's also a feeling of like all right, I'm playing against this woman who maybe weighs as much as my shoes and is probably that strong. Am I really going to like spike down on her? Whatever the most <laughs> physically demanding, you know, a, a crush motion you can do in pickleball is, or do your, you know, natural competitive urges of being a truly great athlete come in? I don't know. It's a fascinating thing. Why did he pick him up? Put him back. You know, you, you got to pick him up and put him down, even on the pickleball court. I want to see the, I want to see the celebrations, the drop kick, what, what not. And Kyle uh, did drop kick while he said that. By the way, for those of you just listening to this podcast, how did we go long on a week when there was nothing to talk about? We let's, have three. You made three pages of notes. It's the shortest we've ever had. I want to give the final word to at Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Dan and Shay repping custom Steelers jersey at Heinz Field, Dan and Shay concert, and they gave them jerseys with their own names on it. This is a mm. pet peeve of mine. Mm. You don't wear your own name uh, unless you're on the field. There is no Dan and Shay 22. Uh, I mean, the only thing, the only qualification I would have to that, and again, because it happened in my life, is if you are less than 14 years old. I mean, I have a Benevent 44 of the old NHL All-Star jerseys, and it looks like somebody messed up designing an American flag. Sometimes <laughs> I post myself in a picture. But again, I was, to be clear, an absolute child. So, I mean, but it... But again, this is one of those different things, though. This is like, you know, when like the coach meets with like the uh, like the fundraiser for the political candidate or something like I'm almost okay with this just because these are uh, celebrities. But yeah, but if like if you, you know, Ted have like Ted 69 in the stands, that's a bit silly. But I can see the Steelers like, okay, well, this is good for our brand. And we give it to Dan and Shay. uh, (laughs) But but as but as a person, I agree with you. I think if you if you are old enough to uh, uh, I don't know get a learner's permit perhaps you don't need a, a jersey with your name on it unless you have uh, battled for a roster spot. i don't think snoop when i see snoop wearing jersey i don't think they say snoop dog i don't think no no and also that would be weird even with the hockey jersey because they would like drag down by the shoulders like yeah. that yeah that's a lot of get letters. your player's name i you know i've i've thought about it believe me but uh mm-hmm. but you know it's 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 something that stays in our thoughts all right there you, we, there you go there we're, you go we're not we're not our thoughts we are our actions that's right and our action is to get the heck out out of here we uh we were going long so uh stay tuned the steelers preview is uh is the next program coming up oh great so i don't know there's nothing to preview right now so it's just uh your view you're just have viewing. a good summer it's yeah the steelers view <laughs> uh follow us on social media i'm at kyle christ greg where are you i'm instagram and twitter at greg benefit v as in boy v as in victory and tick Give us a review or something. Let us know that you've been listening. And uh, and keep listening. We'll be back next week. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. <laughs> Every time it gets <laughs>